0: All right, hello, 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 um, good morning, and welcome to this next episode of Sweet Seats. I'm Jacob Maselli, your host, joined by uh, Ben Hibbs, Colin Ensminger, and Rocky Arredondo. Today we've got a week 15 NFL recap, a nice little week, a uh, couple weeks before the uh, postseason. So uh, without further ado, we're going to dive right in. First off, we've got the Chargers and Brandon Staley getting absolutely embarrassed on the road by the Las Vegas Raiders, who weren't having the greatest season, but looked like they were the Super Bowl winners that night. Not
1: very pretty by the Did. Chargers. <laughs> Not it's very
2: embarrassing.
3: Pretty. Rough. 63 points in any game is brutal, and especially when you're going against... Uh, they're both bad teams, but when they're
1: evenly matched, 63 yeah. points
3: is good, good. But yeah. Really bad mm-hmm. for the other team. Vegas
1: scored 21 points in each of the first two quarters. Oh, my gosh. So... Aiden O'Connell finished 20 for 34 for 248 yards and four touchdowns.
2: Good night for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he was that. That's kind of how he he played at Purdue.
0: remember yep. he was always a gunslinger at Purdue, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Las Vegas finally decided to air it out because the Chargers, obviously, they're not having the greatest season in the world, but I mean, and their defense is really bad. The play calling is terrible, but they've got talent on the defensive side of the ball. But the question is for the Chargers, who's going to replace Staley? I, d- I don't know. Um, I would assume they could hire Dan Quinn, a defensive-oriented coach. Uh, he was on the Falcons. Now he's the uh, yep. Dallas' is D.C. Uh, I pray to God this does not happen, but they could get Ben Johnson in the offseason because so. he's a good enough coordinator to be a head coach. I do not want that to happen because he is amazing, making uh, my boy Jared Goff look like an <laughs> all-pro. Yeah. But – yeah, and then Easton Stick for the Chargers. He went twenty three for thirty two for two fifty seven, three touchdowns, one pick.
2: Which isn't bad. Yeah, he
0: didn't have that bad of a game. Uh, his one pick was on that screen. Everybody saw that. Yep. Yeah. And the, the Raiders just read it perfect. Watched film. Yeah. Mm. And then the Lions game, forty two seventeen over Denver. Denver came into Detroit, and that was the Lions' most complete game, I think. So Denver always
1: came
3: always in always yeah. good for a Lions win. It's always good.
0: Denver yeah. came in hot, winning what five out of their last yeah. six. Yeah, they won five yeah. out of the last six. and They were hot. Detroit was playing pretty bad in the past couple of weeks. I know we Honestly. we lost on Thanksgiving, and then we <laughs> played sloppy the next couple of weeks. And we played a very complete game. We actually we played good defense. Jared great Goff, great defense. Jared Goff didn't turn the ball over. He got it to our
1: playmakers, and we put up 42. Fumbleitis was cured through five touchdowns. Yes.
3: yes. Yeah.
2: A little bit of a revenge game too, like we're on a little bit of a drought, and th- I mean this is really what we needed because we have some bigger game. Well, the Lions have some bigger games coming up, and I mean this is just it is really good for our momentum against
1: Minnesota twice, and then Dallas in yeah. Dallas, which I think
0: a big point to why we scored forty two is Jameer Gibbs. Oh. We've been giving him the yeah. ball more. And that's mm-hmm. big because he is so explosive He's with the ball the in right his hands. Here's a question: Is he better than Bijan Robinson? I yep. I don't think so. No. I think he is. No comment B- on B- that one. <laughs> Bijan's got more power. He's probably. I would say their pass catching is about the same. I, I I don't know. I just. I mean, when. I mean, even if you go back in college, I mean, Jameer had some big games. Like he broke a lot of runs, but. Downhill running, I would take Bijan Robinson. Okay,
1: that's fair. That's fair.
2: What I would say about that is, um, right now I think that Jameer Gibbs is playing better. He's having a better season, but I think that Bijan's a lot better. Well, not a lot better, but he's just a more complete player than yeah, yeah. Jameer. But it's just kind of Bijan's in a really unfortunate kind of circumstance with his offense. He's getting like maybe ten carries a game at most. Yeah, and with, a it, with a horrible offensive line, exactly. like he's just not producing. But it's not really his fault. Like, we've seen, like, flashes of when he gets the blocks. He makes these huge plays, making defenders miss. But just Jameer Gibson is in a lot more of a fortunate situation yeah. in this Lions offense with a top-two offensive line in the league. Oh, yeah. So, like. Easily. it's Just kind of how it works out, I guess.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, next game, the Bengals and the Be- uh, the Vikings. Vikings. Sorry. <laughs> Jake Browning with an unbelievable 17 point comeback, did you guys see that T. Higgins catch? Oh my on Lord, the game winning good. drive. Now some people, they think that catch wasn't that great because he caught it with two hands, but my God, does that guy T. Higgins attack the football it's at the point of the
1: catch? It is ridiculous. That catch was less about the catch and more about the reach, the effort, the playmate. Exactly.
2: Oh my word! It was like, have you ever seen Space Jam? The very yeah. last scene <laughs> <team> where Michael <laughs> Jordan stretching—that's exactly what it was. I mean, he was really just putting it all on the line. Like, what? Honestly, that's like. Probably the greatest play of the season so far. Like, I don't care any, like, one-handed catch. That's a lot more impressive than anything else. Just fighting for those extra yards to get that touchdown is just amazing.
1: Exactly. I, th- I think Jake Browning is filling Joe Burrow's shoes well because the Bengals are 8-6 and six with Jake Browning at quarterback, and he's doing very well. He's adapting to his weapons well. He's playing at a very good level. Not as good as Burrow would, but – He's still playing very, very well. I mean, I think the offense is
0: very easy to step into to oh yeah. get Jamar Chase and and T. Higgins, who honestly, I d- I don't know really what's up with T. Higgins. I think they j- the Bengals just haven't tried to give him the ball more because he no. he only has 497 yards receiving and four touchdowns on 36 catches throughout That's the year
3: for 36 catches. That is incredibly low. Yeah.
0: yeah, I just I think the Bengals need to find a way to get that guy the ball more because he's an extremely talented wideout. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, and then up next, we got the Houston Texans beating the Tennessee Titans. The Houston Texans were without C.J. Stroud. They were without Nico Collins. They were without Tank Dell. Tank Dell. They were without Will Anderson, and they were without their two starting safeties. So That's that huge. is a culture change because last year that was a bottom five team, bottom yep. two, bottom three team in the NFL. Uh-huh. And the coach, a new coach comes in to beat Go Ryans, and he changes the culture. They're all their weapons are out, all their stars are out. Tennessee's playing; kind of, they're playing pretty good. They beat the Dolphins last week, and they they won. Obviously, it wasn't pretty nineteen to sixteen, but that they're, the culture's there. They they want to be a winning team again, and they're going to be something special going down the line. Obviously, with CJ Stroud being as as good as CJ mm-hmm. Stroud
1: is as a rookie. To be fair, for Tennessee, Will Levis looks like he has a very bright future ahead of him in Nashville, and he looks like the stud that Tennessee needs off of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and Will Will
0: Levis is (laughs) – he's like a psychopath. You ever (laughs) seen that when he just – The pick he made a couple weeks ago where he he throws a pick and then he sprints into him and – and knocks a fumble loose. Yeah. How <laughs> <What> about <laughs> effort? It's, it's an effort yeah. thing. It's an effort thing. Uh, one other thing I would like to say is Derrick Henry usually runs for 200 yards when he plays the Texans. Always. This week, he had 16 carries for 9 yards. <laughs> yep.
3: That's brutal. That, that's an g- offensive line. That's a wall right there. Yeah.
0: The, the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel, they've got a lot of holes they need to fill. They need a better offensive line, obviously. Because yep. Derrick Henry, you know, he's getting a little bit older. Some people say he's fallen off a little bit, but... He's still a beast. Yeah, He's still, still absolutely great. Yeah, y- I mean, backs, it's really hard for running backs to produce when your offensive line isn't creating a little hole for you to make a juke. Exactly. And when you're a younger running back, it's fine because you're not as banged up and you yep. can make people miss easier. Well, Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. Y- yeah, he's 29. <laughs> he's, he's the 29. power
1: back, like...
0: Yeah, Henry's 29. He's getting older. Um, he's in his last couple good years for a running back. True. Uh, yeah, he th- – he
1: Running backs expire. There's no way to yeah. avoid it.
3: And only overall, they only had 66 compared to the 148 of the Texans. So, that's just saying something. Yeah. That their offensive line for the Texans can open up better, create those holes like Jacob was saying. And their defensive line, the Texans, just – like, keeps it really stuck together and no holes through. And if someone does get around, there's always another defensive player there to get the tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. For Texans, the, since C.J. Stroud is out, Big Case Keenum, Vikings legend, had to start over uh, Davis Mills. Yeah, Mini- Minneapolis miracle <laughs> down
0: there <laughs> in Houston. Yeah. And then the transition again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win 34-20 to 20 over the Packers, who got a little hot and lost two straight now. But Tampa Bay is now 7 and 7. Baker Mayfield went 22 for 38, 381 and four touchdowns. Baker Mayfield also the has only perfect passer rating in Lambo other than Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. He uh, Baker Mayfield actually is having a very underrated season. He's got 3315 uh, 3, yards, 24 touchdowns, eight picks.
3: He was such a good prospect coming into the NFL and it was kind of a disappointment for <laughs> his first few years
0: cuz he went to Cleveland. Yes. yes. I think and he uh,
3: fell out of the spotlight. He really yeah, did. I
0: think it was you remember he got he got hurt. He did. All right, he and, did. And he, and he tore his shoulder and he wanted to play through it for a season and he had a horrible season and everybody in so Cleveland wanted him gone when he was hurt. And then in Carolina, Carolina is terrible. I their situation is horrible. Nobody can succeed there. <laughs> And then he goes to Tampa, and he's kind of been finding his footing. He went to L.A. first. He went to L.A. first. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, And then he went to Tampa, and he's having a rebound year. He's playing for his job, essentially. He's, yeah, he's absolutely. playing to maybe stay in Tampa and or go somewhere else and take someone's job if Tampa drafts a quarterback late because this is a very quarterback-filled draft oh class yeah. coming in. Absolutely. And he did that all while Tampa has a god awful offensive line <laughs> he got sacked five times in that game but he overcome it they scored 34 points and now tampa seven and seven they're in the playoff hunt
1: they're in the playoffs they're the four seed currently because yeah they, they are they, i they lead their division i mm. forgot how horrible they're the horrible nfc south division. is
0: <laughs> speaking of the nfc yeah. south the carolina panthers get their second win of the season wow. over the atlanta falcons yeah. the amazing nine to seven win Oh Over the gosh. Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> Bryce Young leads a game-winning field goal drive. Bri- Bryce Young, um, I really don't know what to feel about him because, I mean, he's got nine touchdowns, nine picks on the season. Oh. His situation is terrible. His offensive line sucks. His weapons are underperforming.
1: I was about to say, it begs the question, is it him himself or is it his situation that he's I think
0: I think a lot of people will put it on him because he's undersized. Yep. He's like five, he's 5'10. Five let's 10. face it. Yep. He's he his arm is not the strongest. And he I don't know. I would give him I was like to do this with quarterbacks, you give him their second year till halfway halfway point. That's how you can tell if your quarterback if that's your guy. And I think Bryson could be a Trevor Lawrence. He, he Trevor Lawrence statistically was worse than Jamarcus Russell his rookie season. Yep. And now he's maybe top 15, top 10 quarterback, depending on how he's playing that day. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: And he's another one that also kind of fell out of the spotlight. When he got into the NFL, he was doing really good in college, then got into the NFL, fell off for a little bit, and now he's coming back. It's, it seems like the theme in the recent years with all the really good prospect college quarterbacks, they always kind of seem to get lose their touch. You could say get used to that harder NFL game instead of the college playing field you could say and then they'll get used to it start running running back their talent and then uh catch their groove and keep going further
1: because the nfl is miles different from college different even rules too oh yeah
3: it's very different they gotta get used to that and it's definitely hard i can i can see that from just my perspective with all the things that happen every good college quarterback seems to have this problem
0: yeah, I mean Justin Field. I'm about to transition to the Bears Browns. Justin <laughs> Fields is debatably one of those guys. He was a passer at Ohio State, and somehow he dropped in the draft. I don't know how, but Justin Fields was a cannon at Ohio State. He did not run as much as he did in the NFL in college because I mean, one, he has the best receivers in college playing at Ohio State. That's Duh. they might not have the like LSU had. J- uh, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, those are the two stud top ten receivers. Yep. But Ellis, uh, Ohio State produces more consistent elite wide receivers that produce when they're young and they produce right away.
1: Because you've got JSN, you got MHJ, who hasn't been drafted yet, but I assume will um, transition to the NFL very well. Who else do you have?
0: Um, uh, they've gotten every five star in the country going there. Jeremiah yeah. Smith, Carnell yep. Tate, Brandon Ennis. They just had Emeka Ibuka. Um, what was it, Chris Olave, thir- Olave? The list goes on and on and on. Anyway, yep. Bears, Bears, Browns. So Justin Fields, what do you do with him? That Robert Tunyon drop. If I mean, you don't know how the game would play out, but and early in the game, but that would have been an extra touchdown, so the final score could have been twenty-four twenty. But again, you don't know how the game plays out. So is it Fields' fault? I think he's mm. been put in a pretty bad situation. Who's been able? I think they're utilizing him wrong. They're trying to run all the way, yeah. but you have to simplify it and make him get easier reads. Personally, I think Fields would benefit if he went somewhere else with a more quarterback-friendly offense. And I will still say this. In 2021, if the San Francisco 49ers took Justin Fields and didn't let him drop, the Niners would have already won a Super Bowl because Kyle Shanahan and Justin Fields is so – I don't think Brock Purdy is a
1: complete system quarterback, but Justin Fields is better than Brock Purdy. Here's the thing about the Bears, though. The Bears are building around Justin Fields. They're not building around – Justin Fields' offensive line, because you can't have a good quarterback without a good offensive line. You can't have p- you gotta have protection. <coughs> Matthew Stafford. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields <laughs> against the Browns, he did still go 19 for 40 with 166, a touchdown,
1: two picks. 19 for 40 is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Joe Flacco, 28 for 44, 374, two touchdowns, three picks. Very heavy how about, passing. Yeah. How, how, how about Joe Flacco coming in, trying to take care of business for the Browns? Not they're nine and five. They're probably going to – the NFC North is tough. Uh, not NFC North, sorry. The AFC North. Yeah. That's a tough division. Three of those teams probably going to make the playoffs. And the um, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Yeah. So that's tough division. Joe Flacco,
1: 38 years old. 38 and still balling. Crazy. Yeah. Only had three picks, though, that game. which yep.
0: But now orienting back to the Bears – Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or Fields Fields or you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and get Fields the best player in college football in my opinion
1: I think that Fields is the answer for the Bears but they need to build a, they're building around him which they need to keep they're already down this rabbit hole they need to keep doing that so. yeah
2: I mean honestly if I'm the Bears I'm right now they got that number one pick because of the Carolina trade like if I'm them, I'm t- honestly trading down a little bit. Try to get in that, like, in between, like, three and six range. Try to get – if maybe Marvin Harrison drops somehow, the front teams need QBs, that's good. And then if he's not there, honestly, just, like, take an O-lineman o- or something. Yeah. Just, D- like,
0: D- DJ Moore's not a bad number one option. Like, yeah, know. he's
2: good. Like, he's probably a top 10, 15 wide receiver. Exactly. Like somewhere in that range. If you really want to help your team grow, you got to build around this, like, young QB who obviously, like – He's had very good games this season where he's thrown well and he's ran well. And you don't really even need, like, these insane wide receivers because he's, he's a good, cute quarterback, right? Just, like, with this horrible offensive line, with this really bad team, it's hard to produce. So, honestly, just, like, just if I'm the Bears, I'm trading out of that number one pick.
3: Yeah. And if you don't have good a court, good quarterback, you don't need good wide receivers. You need to get that ball where it needs to go to those wide receivers. Absolutely. But if you don't yeah. have a good quarterback – there's no use for good wide receivers. Yep. I mean,
0: I somewhat agree, but somewhat not. Jake Browning was like, he'd never worked out in the NFL, and all of a sudden he gets Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and he's looking pretty good. He gets a shot. Or Mike White last year when st- he had Garrett
3: Wilson. <laughs> um, it does Lord. depend, but, you know, it's a yeah, it does good depend. statistic. Yeah.
0: All right, and then very quickly, the Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Dude cannot Tony. catch a break. See, I don't get what it is with Kadarius Tony because on the New York Giants, he never had this problem. And with the Chiefs, he lo- he pretty much lost them that game uh, versus Detroit. He dropped like three balls, one including of the a pick, pick six. six. Uh, pick, <laughs> say, uh, I believe it was a pick six. Was it, was it a pick six? Brian this Branch? week? No, I mean no. this week against oh. the Patriots. Was that a pick six? I, I believe it was. I believe it was yeah, too. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Forty-eight was. linebacker. Yeah. Mahal, uh, the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they're going to win any playoff games. If they
1: don't have receivers to separate. They're going to win one. I'll give them that. They're yeah, going to win the wild yeah, card. Yeah, and then they're going to. Lose a divisional, probably but, I mean, to the Ravens, maybe. Now,
0: credit to the Patriots. I th- They're 3-11, and 11, but their defense under Bill Belichick is very good still. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's just their offense is god-awful. Bailey Zappi, uh, 23 for 31, 180, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Not good. And the Patriots running, they're all, their own line isn't that great. He got sacked four times. They're New England rushing. Kevin Harris, four carries, 25 yards, touchdown. Zeke. 11 carries, 25 yards, no touchdowns, and Bailey Zabby ran once for two yards. Somehow. (coughs) So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Thorough line. Uh, They don't have very good weapons either, so it's not like he's got someone to throw to. The Patriots' offense is just uh, terrible.
1: Do you think the Patriots should draft Cale Williams? (coughs) They need a star like
0: that. Yeah, I don't think Belichick will do it. I think the Patriots first need uh, to—I mean, it's confirmed Belichick's going. I don't think that was the move. (laughs) I think they needed a new GM, and Belichick's got a good defense. They just need an OC and a GM. I think that's all the Patriots needed to do. I think firing that guy was a little too harsh. Yeah. All right, we kind of got to go a little bit quickly here. So the Rams commanders, L.A., they're in the hunt for a playoff spot after starting pretty bad. And the thought is that Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams could get a seven seed. And have to come into Detroit, possibly, possibly come into Detroit, and Matt Stafford
1: would have a chance to (laughs) win a playoff game in Detroit. (laughs) Here's the thing, though: if the Lions get the two seed and the Rams get the seven seed, the seven seed has never won a playoff game. Yeah, but ever? Yeah, and they haven't. So
0: I mean, obviously, a first time could happen. I honestly don't see that happening. The Lions are just better than the Rams. Um, okay, and then moving quickly here, the Buffalo Bills, I would like to touch point on that, beat the Dallas Cowboys 31-10. to 10. The Bills defense Dang. played incredible. Dak was on an unbelievable run of playing out of his mind. Today, uh, They Buffalo didn't give up the deep ball. Dak had 21 completions for 131
1: yards, and he didn't throw a touchdown. He threw a pick. He threw in, a pick. in that game, in one singular drive, First down, Dak almost threw a pick. Second down, Dak almost threw a pick. Third down, Dak threw a pick. Yeah. C.D. C- <laughs> Lamb, seven
0: receptions for 53 yards, and they tried to get him involved in the ground game. He no. did actually score a rushing touchdown. Oh, he did. Yeah, um, but the Bills. That Josh Allen, seven for 15, 95 yards a touchdown. The Buffalo Bills finally used Josh Allen correctly with their new offensive coordinator. They did not play Josh Allen's superhero ball. Josh Allen was carrying that offense harder than I've ever seen for the past two years. James Cook cooked. Yeah, that's why – I mean, it, Josh Allen turned the ball over so much over the past couple of years because the Bills literally gave him the keys and said, win us games, and that doesn't win in the playoffs. It's a team effort in the playoffs, not Josh Allen's superhero ball. Definitely. Um, The Baltimore Ravens win 23-7. to Now, the Ravens' offense is – I don't know if it concerns me, but they haven't really – They've been scoring 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. They haven't really crossed that 30, 31, 35 mark in a little bit since they embarrassed the Lions. In, in Baltimore, they've got a tough matchup coming up against the San Francisco 49ers. In Levi Stadium. In Levi Stadium. The San Francisco 49ers just won 45-29 over the Arizona Cardinals, who have not had a great season but have a bright future under their new head coach. The Niners are the best team in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Agree. Agree. But Brock Purdy, I would like to say, struggled for three weeks when they lost three straight without Debo Samuel and George Kittle. So you can say what you want, Brock Purdy. Maybe, Maybe a system, maybe a not. The Niners have the best weapons. Christian McCaffrey is ridiculous. 18 carries, 115, a touchdown, 5 catches, 72 yards, 2 tuds. He's ridiculous. There's no words for CMC. There's no words. Outrageous.
3: He lost me fantasy this week. (laughs) Pretty
0: sad. (laughs) Kyler Murray has been kind of struggling since he came back for the Cardinals. I I think they knew Cod came out. (laughs) 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 Kyler, he's just got a – I don't know. I don't know with Kyler. He's a super talented guy who just – the card I mean, to be fair, Cliff Kingsbury was horrible in the second half of every single season he's ever had. Uh, for Kyler. We don't really know how that'll pan out in the future. Hopefully, Bright, you always want to see guys succeed. And then finally, the Eagles and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, Julian Love, two picks at the end of that game. Jalen Hurts has not thrown a touchdown pass in two games.
1: Oh. That boy. concerns me that concerns me no make that
0: through. three actually he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in three games he scored rushing touchdowns but has not thrown one and 20 plus yard throws against the seahawks he went over three 0 for four and two picks
3: how as a quarterback i know i'm not an nfl quarterback but how so, to be
1: how? fair against the seahawks it was this flu game i mean like he mm-hmm. wasn't playing at 100 percent efficiency and it and it shows it shows.
0: I, it was raining to his credit, but even True. though it was raining, Drew Locke to Jackson Smith and Jigba in the right corner of the end zone. Drew Lock threw his one touchdown of the game, which was the game winner to JSN. This Hawks need to get him involved more. I think he is the JSN? best. Re- he's the best receiver in college for a year, and he hasn't really produced with the Seahawks that well. But they need to get him the ball. And DK Metcalf had two catches. No, one catch the whole game. And then on the final two drives, he had four catches for, like, 50 yards, including the one over two guys in the corner to help them go win that game. Amazing. Full candy <laughs> yes. diet. I don't get it.
3: Kenneth,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Walker III, 19 carries, 86. He was really uh, – Kenneth Walker. I, the Seahawks need a, a little bit better O-line. Walker gets hot for some part of the games. And then the other part, I think it's his play style. Obviously, as an MSU fan, I know his play style pretty well. Yep. He likes to shift guys. He likes to break tackles, and he likes to get the big play. He is somewhat of a downhill back, but he tries to do too, too much sometimes and gets wrapped up in the backfield a little bit too much.
1: Mm. Hero ball. You but can't he is an it.
0: unbelievable player carrying a poverty 5-7 and seven Michigan State team for two straight years, and he brought them to 11 wins in 2021. Yep. I'm going to say it. We were horrible. We saw it the next two years. We haven't made a bowl game since he carried our p- team. Oh.
1: Seattle's 7-7 seven and seven now, looking for a playoff push. They could get the 7th seed. They could get the 6th seed. Who knows? Yeah, uh, a, Lions, a
0: Lions-Seahawks matchup. That is always a high-scoring high scoring affair. I don't know exactly when Geno Smith would come out, but Drew Locke, you know, he's, b- he's been playing pretty well. If the Lions play the Seahawks in the playoffs, that honestly concerns me very much. We have not been able to beat the Seahawks. Absolutely not. They are our kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And <laughs> that is all the time we have for this morning's Sweet Seats of NFL Week 15 recap. For um,
3: <laughs> that, that was a good podcast, yeah, that was honestly. A good podcast. With Rocky Ardondo coming in at the end, just clutching up for Will Jekyll not being here. Or er, mm. not coming at all. He's here. He just doesn't want to be here. Too bad for him. Bye. Yep. And Bye.
0: so long from the radio room, I've been Jacob Massell, joined by Ben Hibbs, Connor Smicker, and Rocky Air See ya. See you next time.